Tonight, Blast Point Podcast invites you to the most special night in Hollywood, where the elite in the motion picture industry and entertainment press of the galaxy have gathered for the first annual Blast Points Academy Star Wars Awards. All the stars are out tonight. There is Greedo with his lovely lady. Oh, look, there's intergalactic funny man, Bo Sheck. And who's that getting out of the Star Cruiser? It's none other than the amazing Lobot. And wait, who's that behind him? It's your favorite pal and mine, GA97. And now, on with the show! Star Wars fans and movie milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 117 of Blast Points. This is Jason. What's Gabe? It's the big day. It's the Star Wars Academy Star Wars Awards. It's a big ceremony. The Star Awards show. 20 nominations. Only one nominee in each category can win. Who's it going to be? So many of you out there voted. And we're going to find out who all the winners are. In just a little bit. But first, let's get to the news. Let's talk about what is going on with Solo. Han 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 Solo. So we got a little bit of solo news, uh, exciting stuff with Ron Howard's back on Instagram, posting pictures of what the scoring session. Yeah. With John Powell. And I think John Powell posted some, a picture or video too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're done scoring. The score is complete. And Ron Howard said that the, the sound mix should be finished up really soon. Then even like a couple weeks ago, some crazy early press stuff was going on in, what was that, in Japan? I think so. Yeah, there was like a early press tour. So right at the edge of solo stuff getting let loose. It, with, the, with the same thing happened before The Last Jedi, and I feel like it happened before Rogue One too, where all of a sudden we get into this period of silence and it starts getting scary. 
It's like we're on the farm and the tornado's coming. We said the same thing before Last Jedi, but that solo tornado is right around the corner. Spinning up, getting ready to blow us away with hundreds of TV spots. And actually, even by the time this episode comes out, the Denny stuff may be starting soon. So we can all eat Wookiee cheeseburgers and Kira smoothies. Moons over Mimbin omelets. Mm -hmm. You can get a Cloud Rider croissant. Who knows? (laughs) A glass of orange juice for, you know, for $10 more printed on the outside of your cup. Could be the little singing frog man. So it's like he's singing inside your glass of orange juice. Oh, maybe. Maybe they'll have all the waiters and waitresses dress up like L337. Oh, and then another solo thing. I think people are speculating the toys are going to come out on the 13th of April. Have you heard that? Yeah, which is crazy because I feel like everyone I know that is action figure crazy already has those figures. Yeah, they're already on. You can start. Uh, you can order them on eBay. A lot of people have them. I mean, that's how it was. I think with the last two movies, somebody gets them on eBay ahead of time. But it's going to be weird because it doesn't seem like there's going to be any sort of Force Friday or Han Friday or Solo Saturday. The toys are just going to show up. Yeah, that's kind of sad. But maybe it'll be good to have a break. Maybe they'll bring it back later. Yeah, maybe for episode nine. They should just sell the toys at Denny's. We could bake it right into your pancakes. <laughs> Denny's should be your one-stop shop for everything solo. You, you want a solo t-shirt? You got to eat your eggs first. <laughs> you want two figures? You got to eat two grand slams. Only the strong survive. <laughs> Somebody just sleeping in the parking lot and just holding on to their Woody Harrelson action figure. I regret nothing. Yeah, just resting. Don't let them bury me. I'm not dead. It's funny, though. I think I'm more excited for Denny's than I am for the figures coming out. <laughs> well, Solo is right around the corner. I can't wait. You can't forget we're getting a new John Williams theme. Possibly Chewbacca's family. Crazy references to Splinter of the Mind's Eye and the old Marvel Star Wars comics. I mean... A lot, lot to look forward to. Maybe a singing frog. Yeah, that's tickets should be going on sale really, really soon too. Yeah, sometime in well, it's got to be sometime in April, right? I mean, we'll get the we'll get the final trailer and tickets probably towards the end of April. Start waiting at Denny's that whole time. You want to get you want tickets? They're inside the French toast. <laughs> serve you any one of our omelets cooked to order for just $2.99 now through August 31st. Jenny's in the morning. So if you can believe it, there still is some Last Jedi stuff to talk about. Good. Come Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Last Jedi. So last week, we were wondering what the deal was in the audio commentary when they're uh, on the space horses and they're about to go over the cliff and why Ryan Johnson says at that moment that that's the most obscure Young Ones reference of all time. 
Well, thanks to our loyal listener, Alexandra, and possibly one other one on Facebook that somehow we couldn't find the comment. We found out what this reference is. You don't have to go digging through all the episodes because it's basically it's the last episode of Young Ones when they drive a bus off a cliff. And before they go over the cliff, they go through a billboard with a picture of Cliff Richard's face on it, which we all know the Young Ones were huge fans of Cliff Richard. This is it! It's really happening! Who needs qualifications? Who cares about Thatcher and unemployment? We can do just exactly whatever we want to do! And you know why? Because we're Young Ones! Bachelor boys! Crazy, mad, wild-eyed, big-bottomed arrogant! Look out! Cliff! And to go even crazier, they see the billboard, yell out Cliff, go over the cliff, and in Last Jedi, it's right there, and I didn't even notice, but right before they get to the edge, Rose yells out Cliff. I think we lost him. Now we get down to the beach and circle back around... <laughs> and they fall off the horse. So Ryan's he's at it again. Crazy Ryan. So outrageous. Not only did he, yes, put an extremely pretty obscure young ones reference in a Star Wars movie. Also, Vivian is in the movie as a first order general guy. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think anyone anywhere ever was like, I wonder if there's ever going to be young ones in a Star Wars movie. Having Vivian as a first order officer would have been enough, but no, there's more. Yeah, because you could excuse that as being, well, you know, he's a working British actor and they show up a lot in Star Wars movies as bad guys on bridges of Star Destroyers. But you, you start to think now that that wasn't just a coincidence. No. And who knows what else Ryan's got hidden in there. Now we got, you know, got more homework to do. You know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I'm hoping Neil is in there. It's just an excuse for a Young Ones reunion in space. It's like now now he knows he can get away with it. So, you know, who knows? There's going to be even more nonsense hidden in the, in the next three movies. Oh, Cliff! Sometimes it must be difficult not to feel as if you really are a Cliff! That we've missed. We were alerted by our friends over the podcast, uh, Scavengers Horde, that we have not talked about the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary and their description in there of our hero, Master Codebreaker, and Lovey. Red Claw, the Master What's that? Uh, not now, lovey. On the road. <laughs> Which weirdly, we barely talked about the visual dictionary. We are overloaded. There was so much Last Jedi going on. Because, yeah, they have like almost a whole page with just Master Codebreaker and Lovey. Let's hear what the visual dictionary has to say about the Master Codebreaker. Known only by his intriguing title, Master Codebreaker keeps his real identity a secret. He has posted his personal data in a public network node wrapped in a quantum spread biohexacrypt code. It's an open invitation. 
anyone who can crack his code is welcome to take over the mantle of Master Codebreaker. To date, no one has come close. The Kanto Casino only lets the Codebreaker play dice games and forbids him from any electronic forms of entertainment. And his dress shoes have hidden compartments. Of course they do. So he really he's like the he's like a 007. Maybe that's Ryan Johnson's trilogy, the quest to become Master Codebreaker. Who's the new Master Codebreaker? Who was the original Master Codebreaker? <laughs> Sean Connery shows up. Gosh, it's me. I was the first. <laughs> this brings in Lovey. So Lovey, shockingly, is not her real name. And lit, it says in here, little does Master Codebreaker suspect that Lovey is carefully studying him in hopes of using his title. So Lovey is trying to be the next Master Codebreaker, which I think it's going to happen. Yeah, you can't be Master Codebreaker forever. No matter how good you are. Even if you have shoes with secret compartments on them. Yeah, why where's the Master Codebreaker like costume kit? Like you can get Ray's outfit, they had the little fin out then they have the fin or the Poe one with the jacket. Like where's the Master Codebreaker? It's a little white jacket. It's got the plum plume. A plum plume. And some shoes with compartments in them. A a wig with a white streak, a little mustache you can put on. If they maybe if they were selling that, Toys R Us wouldn't have went out of business. That's what I think. That'll be the next uh, HasLab for $500. (laughs) The Master Codebreaker costume kit. Yeah, if if, uh, Hasbro's like, if you guys fund the the Java sale barge, next thing's Codebreaker kit, then you might get my $500. I have to explain it to the family. All right, everyone sit down. Don't worry, I don't really want the skiff. I'm just buying it so that they make the Master Codebreaker dress-up set. I know I promised you a bike this summer, Jimmy. The Master Codebreaker kit. Get out the visual dictionary. Shoes with secret compartments. They better sell those at uh, Galaxy's Edge. I will will scream. Just let out a high-pitched scream if you go into the restaurant at Galaxy's Edge. And if they got... Some lucky Disney employee with a wig with a white streak in it and a mustache and a plum bloom. I'll just, I'd walk in, walk in and walk right back out. Bad enough. Can't handle this. He just goes up to your table and throws dice on your food. <laughs> you try and be like, hey, not, not now, lovey. I'm on a roll. And he gets on a motorcycle and rolls out of there. Maybe they'll have like a uh, formal wear store that you can go buy white tuxedos. At Batu, you should be able to get plum blooms. I want to go into the clothing store in Batu if it's all in universe and be like, "Where's a red plum bloom?" Because I just crashed the Millennium Falcon. I dr- I left my hamburger and I vomited. <laughs> So I picked up the Target exclusive Last Jedi Blu-ray, and I'm watching the Porg, little Porg documentary that's only on the Target set, which that little Porg documentary is fantastic. In it, there's a part where they're talking about a certain Porg puppet that they made, and they're like, this is the puppet that's in the scene with R2-D2, and they show them filming a part with R2-D2 on the Achu Island with a little pork puppet, like, walking around in front of R2-D2. And you can see Jimmy V sitting in the R2-D2 suit. And I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, 
What is that? Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's crazy. So more secrets. They're holding stuff out on us. Yeah, what would that? What could that have even been? They filmed all our Chewy R2 adventures and just <laughs> holding out on us. Because we don't see R2 during the day at all in the final film, right? We see him on the Falcon at night, and we see him in the deleted scenes at the party at night, right? It seems like as far as what in the finished or what we've seen so far, that's the only time R2 seems to leave the Falcon, which is kind of weird. You'd think R2 would be like, I've been everywhere, like literally everywhere. I want to check out this island. And R2 even, that's one thing I've always thought when R2 is talking to Luke, like that was a cheap move. R2 trashes the island for a minute there because, you know, Luke's like sacred island. Because I would think R2 is like, uh, you know, we're on this stupid island. So, yeah, maybe there's some scenes of him exploring rocket fishing. Why would And why would you cut like a dynamite scene of R2-D2 and a Porg? Unless they're holding out and there is stuff they haven't released yet. Maybe, like, if everybody wasn't so mad, maybe we'd show you the scene R2-D2 and the Porgs. Guess what? You don't deserve it. We had a whole scene with R2-D2 and Porgs and we're not even giving it to you. Yeah. You guys got such a bad attitude. We're just going to sit on it. R2-D2, guys. Luke Skywalker felt it. Ben Kenobi knew it. And Darth Vader feared it. It is the one power that lives within us all. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. The Force is with you. The Force is back. Star Wars is back. Star Wars, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. For the last points, Star Wars Academy, Star Wars. Yeah, Luke always wanted to join the Academy and never got to. But now here is your chance. You can join the Academy and vote on the Star Wars Awards. And you did vote. And maybe this is the only way Star Wars will ever win an Academy Award again. Is if all the categories are Star Wars. So it's very exciting. We've got 20 categories. What do you say we get started and we figure out who won the prestigious Star Wars Awards? All right. So our first nominee and category for the 2018 Star Wars Academy of Star Awards is who is the favorite Anakin actor, Jake Lloyd, Hayden Christensen, Sebastian Shaw, or Matt Lanter. And the winner is... Matt Lanter. All right. I can see that. A bit of a surprise. It's a, I'm not surprised and I am surprised, 
but he's definitely the Anakin the most. <laughs> he's the Anakin most walker. You know, though, uh, Matt Lanter was at 37% of the votes, and at 32% of the votes is Hayden Christensen. That was close. It was very close. So, Jason, if you had to vote, who would you pick? I would have voted for Hayden Christensen. I would have. I've always been a fan. Hayden's good, but I think, I think I'm a Jake Lloyd man. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> Poor Jake Lloyd had a 5% of the votes. He's got 5% of my heart. So up next, this is the, this was a question that had a lot of people talking. Yeah. I think some people did some internet research to properly answer this question, which if you did, thank you. Yeah, this is a question that had questions. So it's best lights lightsaber form, and the nominees are form one, form two, form three, form four, form five, form six, and form Seven. And the award goes to... Form 5. Interesting. <laughs> so, what, what is Lightsaber Form 5? Lightsaber Form 5, according to Wikipedia, is known by its two primary disciplines of Cheyenne and Gemso. Yes. Or the Way of the Krayat Dragon or the Perseverance Form. Is there any example of Form 5 in the films? Some Form 5 practitioners include Ala Secura, Luminara, Unduli, Plo Koon, Even Peel, and uh, Padawan Ahsoka Tano. All the best people. Don't forget, too, it says uh, General Grievous and his Magna Guards learned Form 5 from Count Dooku. So it's a hot one. It was a close race because right behind Form 5 was Form 4. Form 5 got uh, 27% of the votes and Form 4 got 24%. So all you Form 4 fans out there, we heard you. All right. Next up, we have the category for Best TIE Fighter. And the nominees are the original tie, the tie advanced, the tie interceptor, the first order tie, tie striker, tie silencer, tie bomber, Vader's tie fighter, which is actually the tie advanced, I think. <laughs> so it's on there twice. Well, Vader's tie fighter had a little bit more style. Yeah, it's a it's a Vader's version of the tie advanced, I think. And the award goes to Vader's TIE Fighter. All right. In an overwhelming majority, Vader's TIE Fighter was picked as the winner. Congratulations, Vader's TIE Fighter. You earned it. Vader's TIE Fighter is not here to accept the award, so we will accept it on its behalf. Which is pretty impressive because he's only in that TIE Fighter for, like, what, two minutes in all the movies? So it made an impression. Up next, we have a very, very, very important nomination. The Best Warwick Family Member. And the nominees are Wicket, Urfem, Deej, 
Shodu, Weechi, Whittle, and Winda. These are all Ewoks that we love deeply, care so much about, but only one can win the Star Wars Award. And the winner is... Wicket. Not surprised. He's definitely the star of the family. I'm a Deej fan myself. Um, Wicket was a was an overwhelming vote, and I have to say I'm a little disappointed. Not one single person voted for Urfum or Urfum Warwick. That's no love for Urfum whatsoever. No respect for the elders. Weechi got 7%. Oh, Weechi. Weechi's the one with the crazy voice, right? Oh, wicked you. Isn't it that one? Isn't he the gravelly voice one? Wicked, I hate you. You're always eating all the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> it's like Ephraim came back as a ghost and he didn't even get any votes. He is beyond time and space. Ephraim's been to the world between worlds. Not a single vote. I guess, you know, once you've come back from death, you don't really need an award. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's what all of our listeners who voted, that's what they were thinking. So I'm not mad anymore. So the next category is one of the big ones. Best Yoda puppet. And the nominees are Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, The Last Jedi. And the award goes to... Empire Strikes Back Yoda Puppet. All right. Safe choice. Can't say I'm surprised. Second place was The Last Jedi Yoda Puppet. Third place was Return of the Jedi. And in last place was our friend, the Phantom Menace Yoda Puppet. (laughs) Did he at least get some votes? He got 4% of the votes. Okay. That's all right. Better than Ephraim. <laughs> That's my favorite 90s alternative rock band, Better Than Ephraim. <laughs> they had that great song, Hey Jealousy. Which was about Yoda puppets. <laughs> Matt Pinfield, 120 minutes. Coming up next, we got a brand new video from Better Than Ephraim. Trivia, this song's about the Yoda puppet. They're a great band. Great puppet. Up next, we got Best Obi-Wan Kayat Dragon Scream. And the nominees are The Theatrical 1977. The DVD, 2004. The Blu-ray, 2011. And the award goes to... Theatrical 1977, Kayat Dragon Scream. Congratulations to that original Kayat Dragon Scream. Is it the original, though? Who knows? Was it, was it different in the, uh, the French mono mix? 
We'll never know. Only Ben Burt will know, and he is not taking our calls. I think Baru did the original one. It was Aunt Baru that came up over the hill. All right. Next category is best score. And the nominees are A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, or the Ewok movies. And the award goes to... Empire Strikes Back score. A little surprised by that one. You know, I was too. I was too. And I will say that second place is the A New Hope score. That's what I would have voted for. Yeah, I would have thought A New Hope would have won just because it has so many of the iconic themes. But everybody loves Aerial March. So Empire Strikes Back. Han and Leia's theme. Yoda. Asteroid Field Music, which is one of my, well, okay. Third place. Can you guess what's in third place? Uh, Phantom Menace? Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Zero votes for the scores from the Ewok films. Which They are all about death. Those movies too much bummers, dude. <laughs> so up next, best song. And the nominees are... Cantina Band 1, Cantina Band 2, Lopty Neck, Jabba Flow, The Canto Bite Band, the, e- the songs the Ewoks sing when they're getting ready to cook, Yub Nub, and the Caretaker Party Song. And then there was the option for people to write in their own votes. But the award goes to... Cantina Band One. Classic. All right. Which I've got to admit, when I wrote up these questions, I left off Jedi Rocks, and I feel awful, but only one person did a write-in for that. So, Well, congratulations, Jedi Rocks, for at least getting a write-in. But yep, Cantina Band, the old classic, winning again. It's, it set the standard. Yeah, a little sad the Ewoks cooking song didn't make it, though. It's the hit song. Oh, there's always next year. Where's the techno remix of the Ewok cooking song? Where is it? All right, next we have the best deleted scenes. The nominees are The Phantom Menace Waterfall, The Complete Pod Race, Bootleg Bail Organa, Wampas and Echo Base, Luke Biggs and His Buddies, The Analysis Droids and Attack of the Clones, Padme Talks About Sweetheart, the Return of the Jedi Sandstorm, Luke building the saber in Return of the Jedi, or the Caretaker Party. And the award goes to... <laughs> the 
building his saber in Return of the Jedi. That one blew some minds when the Blu-ray set came out. You, you know, it, there's a reason they showed that at that celebration. Uh, I think that was Celebration 6 in Orlando. And it set the world on fire. Like, yeah, the, the Blu-rays are coming out. They're going to have deleted scenes. And here you go. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I'm never missing another celebration. And then I smashed the mirror. <laughs> yeah. How did I not know about this my whole life? So the, there were some of the write-in responses were Chewbacca ripping off Unkar Plutt's arm. Hmm. Good one. Han and Leia make out more on the Falcon. Kind of weird, but good one. Meeting the Naberis in Attack of the Clones. Oh. Whoever wrote that, thank you. And <laughs> and Seeds of Rebellion, which, again, whoever wrote that, thank you for the actual name of the deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, this next one's a tough one. Yeah, the next one is Best Cantina Alien. And the nominees are Greedo, Djaspur, Muftak, Hammerhead, Devil Man, Werewolf Man, Bowshek, Grasshopper Thing, Walrus Man, Cabe or Kabe, as some people say, Snaggletooth, Random Jawa, or again, you could write in your own nominee. And the winner is... Hammerhead. Hammerhead. Good choice. Everybody loves Hammerhead. Except for Rob Zombie, because he doesn't have a song called Hammerhead. <laughs> Hammerhead, Hammerhead, yeah. Yeah. Second place was Greedo. And in third place was Werewolf Man. Wow. A lot of love for uh, Werewolf Man. I guess absence makes the heart grow fonder. Some of the write in votes Ketwall. And then they wrote, How could you forget about Ketwall? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, were. Yeah, he's technically an alien. And Dice Ibgon. The worm with teeth. Yeah, that was a mistake on our part, leaving out, leaving out the toothworm. Well, and I'd like to mention, too, that uh, Dejaspur and Grasshopper Thing both got zero votes. Random Jawa got more votes than the Grasshopper. Man, the Grasshopper deserves better than that. He's been, he's been your friend for years. Yeah, it's a giant Grasshopper. Come on. This is the way you treat your friends? Uh, according to uh, Wikipedia... Dice Ibagon was a Force-sensitive lamproid and a member of the Alliance to Restore the Republic. Wow. Yeah, we really dropped the ball on that one. And the lover of Lack, Sivrak, the Wolfman. There's some romance going on. That's beautiful. Next category is the award for best pod racer. And the nominees are little Anakin Skywalker, Sebulba, rats, Tyrell, Mohanic, dud bolt, Gasgano, Mars, Guo, Odie Mandrell, Ben Quadraneros, or right in. And the winner is. Quadraneros. I 
see Ben Quadraneros from the twin system. Hey, good old Ben. <laughs> he finally won. <laughs> Ezra knew what he was doing with the uh, Quadraneros poster. He picked a winner. The legend of Quadraneros only grew after the Boonta Eve challenge. That wasn't the last pod racing adventure by Ben Quadraneros. He came back after Boonta Eve, I'm imagining, and it was better than ever. Because you got to think, little Anakin Skywalker's gone. Sebulba is shamed, and now it's time for Ben Quadraneros to shine. He was just waiting for his time. Tied in second place, tied, was Anakin and Sebulba. I mean, technically, they were the best. They were number one and two. And our write-in votes were for uh, Clegg Holdfast. Clegg Holdfast is the guy with, like, horns and, like, a earring on his horn. Oh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Our other write-in vote was for Master P. So... He was at the pod race, racing a pod, thanks to his friend, his friend John Lucas. John Lucas got him in the race, the last minute. So our next category is Best Aunt Baru Voice. <laughs> and the nominees are Original Baru, Strange Baru, Unknown Baru, and then there was a write-in vote. And the award goes to... Original Baru. Oh, he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. I'll make it up till next year. I promise. <laughs> Luke's just not a farmer, Owen. He has too much of his father in him. I don't know how to class classify who is Original Baru. Is Original Baru the first Baru that got replaced, or is Original Baru the Baru that ended up in the movie? This question. What is the question is what is original Baru? It's whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> Maybe you don't know which Baru. Which Baru is the Baru for you? <laughs> which Baru is true? True. Are you true Baru? Nobody knows. We nobody knows what Baru's real voice is. If original Baru to you is a strange Baru, then that's would you know, you voted true. No one will poo-poo you if you like the weird Baru. And the write-in responses were Baru voice from the prequels, which does not get enough love. This is my girlfriend Baru. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the second write-in vote was for Master P. So Master P's uh, trying to stage a a coup here in the... uh a Baru coup. <laughs> a Count Dooku to take over the Academy Star Awards. But it's a whole other year. Look, it's only one more season. Yeah, that's what she said when Biggs and Tank left. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. I have to go finish cleaning those droids. Oh, and he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. So next category is favorite new The Last Jedi character. And the nominees are... Actually, they're all DJ. (laughs) So the nominees are DJ, Rose, Paige, Tally, Holdo, Master Code Breaker, Commander Darcy, The Caretakers, The Porgs, or Space Horses. And then there was... you You could submit your own vote, too. And the winner is...
Master Codebreaker. What's that? Yeah. What now, Lovey? On the road. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we didn't even have to cheat. Because everybody knows. A much-deserved award. Second place was Rose, followed by Tally. Mm, there's a lot of Tally fans out there. People wrote in with uh, the Broom Kid, the Mustache Lobster Man from Canto Bite. Oh, he, he should have got his own category. And one that I can't believe that we left off, Captain Kennedy. Yeah. And there was a write-in vote for Master P. I'm sensing a pattern here. And the next award is Best CGI Jabba. And the nominees are the 97 Special Edition, The Phantom Menace, the 2004 DVD, and the Blu-ray. And then there was a write-in response. And the award goes to... Blu-ray CGI Jabba. Right here, Jabba. Wow. I would have thought Phantom Menace would have won. That was in a very close second place. Followed by the 97 Special Edition, with only three votes going to the 2004 DVD, which you three people, thank you. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that, too. Uh, now, the uh, the responses, there are no best. None. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Real Java or no Java. And one vote for Freemaker Adventures, which I guess that does count. That's true. Technically, Clone Wars would have counted, too. Is is Jabba in the uh, Connect game when you're dancing? Isn't he in the background? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that would have counted also. The winner of this next category can definitely use a hand. It's best amputation. The nominees are... Darth Maul loses his legs. Zam Wessel loses an arm. Anakin loses his right arm. Dooku loses his hands. Windu loses his right hand. Anakin loses both arms and legs. C-3PO loses his arm. Walrus Man loses his arm. Luke loses his hand. And Vader loses his hand. Or right in. And the award goes to... Loses his hand. No! No! Pretty classic. Zero votes for Zam Wessel, though. She's a shapeshifter and she's a changeling and a loser, apparently. I think he is a she. It's just a job. Rishami Slamer. <laughs> uh, who would have gotten your vote? Probably Luke. Actually, I would have voted for Duke who loses his head, but somebody didn't add that to the list. <laughs> well, some of the write-ins we had is the Wampa arm. Snoke loses hands and legs. And a big thank you to whoever voted for C-3PO losing his legs and droids, the pirates, and the prince. 
<laughs> we have the best listeners in the world. Category Best Director. And the nominees are George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, Richard Marquand, J.J. Abrams, Dave Filoni, Ryan Johnson, Ron Howard, Gareth Edwards, or Other. And the award goes to. Kirshner. I felt I needed a love story, and yet I couldn't have a lot of smooching and kissing and all that stuff. All right. Not too surprising. People love The Empire Strikes Back. My vote would have gone to George Lucas, who was in second place. Can you guess who was in third? Dave Filoni. Ryan Johnson. Oh, congratulations, Ryan. Moving up in the world. I guess Ron Howard would have been the the surprising choice. But technically, he has been a director for a while, so he could still win. I put that in there, you know, just for a sign of faith. Even though it's the Star Wars Awards, it doesn't say best director of a Star Wars movie. It's just best director. So next category is what is the best animated Star Wars? And the nominees are... The Holiday Special Cartoon, Droids, Ewoks, The Clone Wars, Clone Wars, Rebels, Freemaker Adventures, or Forces of Destiny. And the award goes to... Rebels. With in second place, tied in second place, is Clone Wars and The Clone Wars. Which is which? (laughs) The Clone Wars is the the Filoni show. Clone Wars is the Jendi show. I don't think I've ever actually seen them described as the or Clone Wars. But obviously everybody else knew what to vote for. (laughs) But yeah. Good job, Rebels. Surprising and awesome that Rebels uh, right now is the favorite. It's got space whales and big mix cereal and wolves. Up next is Best Gungan. And the nominees are Jar Jar, Captain Tarples, Peppy Bo, Boss Nass, the Gungans hanging out on Naboo, an Attack of the Clones, or a write-in vote. And the award goes to... Captain Tarples. Hey, justice. Tarples getting the love he deserves. Big shout out to all five of you out there that voted for Peppy Bo. And all four of you that voted for the Gungans hanging out on Naboo. They're, you know, some cool looking Gungans. No one wrote in the uh, the kid Gungan hanging out at the uh, the temple in Phantom, and Phantom Menace? No, sadly. Mm, poor Gungan kids get no love. All right, the next category 
is a hot one. It's the best George Lucas look. And the nominees are Young Greaser, Making THX with Black Glasses, Stressed Out and Sad, A New Hope Lucas, Post A New Hope, Chillin' with a Beard and Big Hair Lucas, No Beard, Linda Rodstadt Era, The Silver Fox, Blue Jeans and White Shoes, or Right In. And the award goes to... Silver Fox, Modern Era Lucas. What happened to Darth Vader's grandchildren? Some things just get better with age, like fine wine and stinky cheese. Second place, though, close behind is Post A New Hope, chilling with a beard and big hair. It's disco Lucas, if you will. I'm still sad. We like where where are the like George Lucas through the years sideshow figures? They could send you a different flannel shirt every month. Would it just be like one base Lucas and you would change out the look with like a the hair? Or Well, no, you'd have to at least have like maybe three sizes, like young, super skinny Lucas, middle, healthier Lucas, and then old, lovable Lucas. We had one write-in vote for jogging George Lucas, if you say so. Have you ever seen a jogging George Lucas? I didn't think such a thing would exist. Yeah, if anyone has photos of George Lucas jogging, please please send them our way. <laughs> so our final category is Best Picture. And the nominees are A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi. And the award goes to... The Empire Strikes Back. With A New Hope in second place, and in third place, The Last Jedi. Way to go, Last Jedi. We got one right, we got a right in response, all of them. They were the best picture at the time I saw them. Can't argue with that. What have we learned? People love The Empire Strikes Back. And Master P was in the pod race, so... It was an informative evening of revelry and awards and education. One of the best things that ever happened about to happen again. The Empire strikes back. Han Solo is back. Fuzzball. Princess Leia is back. I just assumed he's a Wookiee. I can arrange that. Yoda's back. In fact, the whole gang is back. Join me. The Empire strikes back for a special limited engagement. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. Hello, uh, this is Jerome St. John Blake. Um, I played Masamida, Rune Harko, Oboran Cesis, and a few other guys in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. 
and I'm standing here with Gabe from Blast Points Podcast and uh, looking forward to my debut appearance on his show. Watch this space and may the force be with you. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. All right, we say it every single week iTunes reviews. Go ahead and leave one after you're done listening to this. If you're listening on a Apple thing, or even if you're not, get on iTunes, write something about Blast Points, and we'll read it on an upcoming show. And check out BlastPointsPodcast.com for news, recipes, old episodes, music, t-shirts. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere you can get podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss a single episode. And don't forget to share it out with your friends online, whatever, at the grocery store. Go up to a random person, look them square in the face. Listen to Blast Points. Yeah. Call your um, members of Congress and tell them, vote Blast Points. But that about wraps up episode number 117. I hope you had a good time with the Star Wars Academy Awards. Maybe we'll do it again next year. You'll have to keep listening to see. <laughs> You'll have to subscribe and tell friends to listen to Blast Points if you want this again. So thank you, everyone, for uh, joining the Academy and uh, getting your votes in. We'll be back next week with another all-new, fun-filled episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. <laughs>